Blog Talk Radio. He leads me beside still waters. He restoreth my soul. When you become a believer, your spirit is made right. Sometimes, the soul doesn't get the notice. It has a hole in it. Due to things that's happened in the past, hurt, abuse, molestation. But we want to speak to you today and tell you that God wants to heal the hole in your soul. Some people's actions are not because their spirit is wrong, but it's because the past has left a hole in their soul. May this wisdom help you get over your past and remind you that God wants to heal the hole in your soul. I have my sister, Leandria, here. She's going to help me share this wisdom and tell this story. Deliver me Cause all I seem to do is hurt me Declaration, a decree. 
I'm speaking for all of you listening, starting here, starting now. The things that hurt you in the past won't control your future. Starting now, this is a new day. This is your exodus. You are officially released. Now sing it for me, Leandria. been for you, we would not be here. We opened our eyes this morning, God, because you gave us the strength to open our eyes. We were able to rise because you gave us strength in our limbs and the facilities of our body. We were able to get here, God, because you blessed us and brought us the way of safety and did not allow harm to come to us, Lord. We're grateful to again come into your presence because we know where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. And as we come before you today, have your way, Lord. Let flesh be crucified, that you might be glorified, that your people might be edified in the name of Jesus. For God in you is life. And that's what we seek, God, life eternal life God we pray oh God today that you will touch every person that have come seeking you Lord bind the hand of the devil God rebuke the hand of the enemy Lord God let your anointing that resonates in this place even now God let there be an outpouring on your people we need you God to take us to another level in you Lord God we're faced with demonic forces God evil spirits have come up against us Lord and we need to be fortified with your power God we can't make it on our own strength God we don't have enough to stand on Lord but we know God that your joy is our strength fill us up on today in the name of Jesus somebody have come this morning burdened down God with the issues of life God somebody God is in the battle of their life somebody's God fighting in their mind and in their spirit Lord where the devil have come in to war against them Lord but we 
thank you, God, because we know greater are you that's within us uh, than he that is within this world, God. Uh, we know, God, that you are a deliverer, Lord, uh, that you're the same yesterday, today, and forever. Uh, and you're no short of your promise, Lord. Uh, and you're able to deliver us, Lord. Uh, touch us on today, Lord. Uh, we need you like never before. Uh, fill us up with the Holy Ghost, God, uh, and give us a refilling, Lord. Uh, but when we leave here today, Lord, uh, we can leave with your anointing, Lord, uh, that as we meet men and women, boys and girls, uh, they might be converted to know who you are, Lord. Uh, in the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Uh, we thank you because you are a healer. Uh, you're the God that healeth thee, uh, and healing is in your wings, uh, and you're able to touch our feeble bodies. Uh, you're able to save our troubled souls, uh, and in the name of Jesus, uh, bind every demon, Lord, uh, every demonic force, Lord, uh, God, that comes to keep us uh, in the same place, Lord. Uh, we're willing, God, to surrender uh, and say yes to your will, Lord. Uh, we're willing to turn our lives, God, uh, over into your hands, Lord, uh, because we come to the place, God, uh, where we realize like never before, uh, we need you, Jesus. Uh, more than anything we know, uh, we need you, Jesus. Uh, while men are trying to find, God, uh, solutions to this chaotic world, God, uh, we're looking to you, Lord, uh, because we know for every right desire, uh, there is an answer. Uh, and Jesus, you're that answer. Uh, there's no need for us, God, uh, to turn hither or thither, Lord. Uh, we need but to look for you, Lord, uh, because you're the answer, God, uh, for our troubled lives, Lord. Uh, touch on the day, God. Uh, break every yoke, oh God. Uh, save on the day, God. Uh, deliver on the day, God. Uh, Jesus, we need you, Lord. Uh, we need you, Jesus. Uh, we need you, Jesus. Uh, we're crying out to you, Lord. Uh, we know that you're able uh, to save our souls. Uh, we know that you're able, God, uh, to heal our bodies, Jesus. Uh, we know that you're able, God, uh, to turn our situations around. Uh, Jesus, uh, no other help we know. Uh, no other help we know. Uh, no other help we know, God. Uh, you're able, Jesus, uh, to deliver our children. Uh, you're able, Jesus, uh, to save the unsaved husband. Uh, you're able, Jesus, uh, to heal the cancer patient. Uh, nothing too hard uh, for you, Jesus. Uh, no other God we know. Uh, we know that you're able, Jesus. Uh, we know that you're able, Jesus. Uh, we say yes to your will, God. Uh, yes to your way, Lord. Uh, have your way, Jesus. Uh, and we'll thank you for it. Uh, and we'll give your name the praise. Uh, and we'll bless you, Lord. Uh, yes, we thank you, Lord. Uh, and we bless your holy name. Uh, come on, open your mouth uh, and give the Lord some praise. Hallelujah, hallelujah, Miss Leandria uh, Johnson this morning. First thing, Lord, deliver me. Hallelujah. All I seems to do is hurt me. Yeah. So we want to be delivered from anything that's not of God. Whatever it may be today, if it's not of him, we want to be delivered. Hallelujah. We really want to be set free. Today, 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 because this thing has been troubling us, it keeps us from being in a place where we could be and grow stronger in the Lord. Yeah, we want them to be our light and our salvation, that we don't fear anyone. Yeah, because we don't have to. Yeah, we don't have to fear anyone. 
because he's on our side and he's for us today. And the scripture says, if he be for us, he's more than the whole world against us. Hallelujah. What good news. Good news, everybody. That is good news right there because we have a risen Savior. We have Almighty God that have all power. I'm so thankful this morning for having him for myself. You see, I don't have to depend on others. I don't have to depend on the pastor or a friend or anyone. I can depend on Jesus for myself. The songwriter said, I decided to make Jesus my choice. Hallelujah. And I know many of us have made him our choice. And it's the best choice that we could have ever made in our lives. So we're thankful unto him this morning, almighty God. Today we want to talk about you. I want to talk about you today. It's personal. It's you. It's not anyone else. Yeah. Because many times we get caught up into others and what others are doing. Doing look so good, and I can't do that like that. Sometimes it's a I wish I could do that, but let me tell you what it is today it's you, it's not what others are doing, it's not about them, how good they look at what they're doing. It's you, and the reason it's you is because God made you for His pleasure, and what it is is He has something special for you. It may not be uh, the greatest typist in the world. You may not be the greatest computer person. You're so computer savvy. Uh, You may not be a CEO or president. You may not be a vice president of a company. You may not be a pastor and an apostle or any of these things. But what you may be is you. (laughs) And being you Is doing the will of him That sent you He didn't call everybody to everything Each one of us Is a member of one body Yeah In biology class They taught me one of my members Was a hand Another member Is my foot So we are these Different members Of this one body Yeah And it's the body of Christ Jesus Christ We are his hands We are his mouthpieces Yeah because we spread the good news of him We are that light Because wherever we go we shine Because we are on our best behavior We representing We telling others about him Sometimes you don't have to say a word. People just look at you and do a double take. And often I say it to myself, what is it they see? <laughs> Whatever it is, it's okay as long as it's not the devil, as long as it's not demons. But they see the light of God in me. I'm grateful. So this morning I want to help you to be you and to do what he would have you to do. And not model yourself after other people or look at what other people are doing or has done. And you decide to do that. I remember sharing with you um, 
I used to go to uh, a church, and I was in this place called Fairbanks, Alaska, and I was there, and I found this church, and, ooh, I used to love going over there. And when they discovered I had a gift, they, they, they wanted to use me all the time, let God use me all the time. And one time, I, this lady come to me and she said, I want that gift Barbara have. I want that gift you have. And she repeatedly would say it. So one day I called her to the side. I said, listen, let me talk to you. I said, you don't want this gift. I said, because you see them kids, you have five kids. I said, you couldn't stand to lose one. She said, oh, no. Oh, I can't lose my kids. I said, uh-huh. I said, what if you lost eight? I said, to do what I'm doing, I had to give up much. And I had to be all right with giving it up and be happy in giving it up. And trust in God, this is you who caused me to give up the eight and go on in you. Because many times we see what other people are doing, but we don't see what they've gone through to get there. It looked good. It sounds good. People chasing them, and uh, they have to get somewhere and set aside because uh, people just all over them and this and that. Oh, I wish, I wish. I... No, no, no. What I wish is that I would get to know more about me. And what I wish is that I would do more of what God would have me to do. Not T.D. Jakes, not Juanita Bynum, not Clef Lowe, not all these other people that said they are believers. They said they're in God and he's in them. And I don't want anything to do with any of that. Matter of fact, I don't listen to these people. I follow Jesus, for real. <laughs> I'm not following my pastor. I rarely see him. But I do love him. And I do love his wife. And I love the ministry. Oh, yes, I do. And when I go over there, I just feel so honored and so blessed to be there. But I'm not following a church, a church name, a ministry, a pastor, an apostle, a bishop. I'm not following. Look, I had the greatest bishop that the world had to offer. In the world is what I mean. He was here on earth. I've never found another man like this man. I've been around some prophets, I've been around some preachers, pastors, all this kind of stuff. I've been around musicians. But I never met a musician like this man. This man could play the piano, the organ. He was anointed by God to do what he was doing. And I never met another one. And until this day, I feel privileged that I got that opportunity. Because it has not come again. But I never wanted to be like him. Under his ministry, I found mine. Hey, glory, glory, glory. Oh, thank you. Being taught by him, God used him to teach me. 
God used him to teach me how to trust God. Not myself, no money, no job, nothing. But trust God. He taught me how to have patience to wait on God. He taught me how to love others unconditionally. Makes no difference who you are, what you've done, how you look, how you smell. He taught me this. God used this man to teach me how to love. And he used that same man to teach me how to become a cheerful giver. I'm telling y'all the truth this morning. People would travel miles and miles just to come and see this man. But it wasn't about him. (laughs) Hey, glory. It was all about me. Yeah, it's about you, not about them. Now, I told you he was the greatest bishop I ever known. He was the greatest prophet I ever known. If this man told you it was going to rain, don't leave your house without the umbrella, and the sun is shining like it's high noon outside, don't leave your house without that umbrella because it's going to rain. This man called Social Security numbers, never saw you a day in his life. He would call whole names, addresses, <laughs> birth dates, the stuff he would tell you, you knew only you knew this, you and God, because nobody else in the building knew it, certain things he told you, but you and God. So you know God had to tell him. The first time he called me out, he called my son Name, almost passed out, almost passed out my, uh, 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 yeah. And see, this was before I really got taught. This was before I really got filled with the spirit of God. He said, come here, let me pray for you. He said, hold on. He said, baby, can I tell you what God is telling me? And not you tell God. I said yes. And he went on. I'm talking about all up in it. He was in the same house where all of this took place. When all of this took place. He told me about my calling. He told me each one of my children, all eight, was called to ministry, which I already knew. The things that he said, I already knew, but only God knew what he told me. Nobody else in there knew it but me and the Lord. So I couldn't stay from over there. I had to go back, not for prophecy, but the way he taught the Bible. He taught the word of God, the way he taught me to love people, the way he taught me to be a child. Hey, glory. Hey, hey. The way he taught me to be a cheerful giver. When I tell you I loved him and his family. I loved his wife. I loved his children. Right when I first got to the church, they was giving him an appreciation at another building. And boy, I ran to uh, uh, this store. It was like a Macy's. And I bought pajamas, house coat, 
uh, a matching house coat, perfume, cologne, because men wear cologne. Uh, it came with a watch that matched. And he said, hey, I got to open this gift right here. I want to see what you bought me. I didn't know him then, you know. And so I, I said, okay, you can open it. He opened it in front of everybody. Hey! And he went to dance. <laughs> I said, man, crazy. Hadn't met his wife and children yet. And uh, I was chasing after because of that teaching. Oh, I couldn't get enough of that teaching. Boy, that thing would just help me so good during the day, all in my life. Uh, the way I used to think about things, it wasn't the right way. And then God would send this man to teach me. And what he taught me was the right way. And when I would apply it to my life, I would see results just like that. Oh, my goodness. Those were the days. Oh, those were the days. So, listen, I was fresh, basically new in the spirit of God to walk accordingly and according to his word. And I was new at this. So, everything that was happening, it was just fresh and good to me and for me. But look at all this man had. People would buy him furniture. People would help him get a brand new Lincoln, whatever he wanted. Not any of that mattered to me. What mattered to me is the teachings of God's word that he had in him. That's what I was after. And the more I was after, the more God used him to give me. Hallelujah. And so look, he come by my house one day and I was on my knees praying, like around four in the afternoon. And my children loved him because they knew him, and they let him in the house without my permission. They don't usually do that because they know they would get punished for that, but they let him in. And he got to the door, and I was praying for the church, praying for him and his family and the, and the, and the congregation, you know, the people. And he heard them prayer. And he said, you better pray for me and my family. And when I, I was on my knees, and when I turned and looked, I looked up, he was in the door. I was like, Bishop, I was in my bedroom. I was like, Bishop, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I see how the saints act over here. I see how the saints act in your house. I said, Bishop, when I'm led, I go down and pray. I said, I don't pray every day at four. I said, but when God leads me to go pray, I pray. I said, and he led me to pray because he knew you was coming and you was going to hear that prayer. And he said, yes, he did. He said, but listen, I come to tell you this, this, and that, and whatever it was, and he went on. Well, the next thing I know, he made me his assistant. And then my gifts kicked in. I, I decided we had something, convocation, something we had where he invited all these prophets from all over the world, California, everywhere. And so this one come, and he had a big white tower. We're we going to get to the word. We're looking in the book of Joshua, Joshua 1 today. And this man would preach and hit me with that tower. I'm looking at Bishop. Bishop, get him. He hit me over. <laughs> he didn't say a word. He didn't look back at me. 
And so when he didn't say nothing, you know, and he was calm, I calmed down too. So the man called me out and prophesied to me. And, you know, sometimes prophets say, I need you to go and bring me $100 right now. Sometimes they do that. And when they do that, that's like a, a down payment on your next level of blessings. He never asked me for a dime. But what he told me was the absolute truth. And see, this is, in his teachings, he didn't teach, will a man rob God? He didn't teach you bless the seer. He, he, he didn't do this money thing. Because guess what? The truth that came out of him from God, because Jesus is the way, the truth, and the lie, the truth that came out of him allowed you to know what to do. And your love for the word of God, not, not the gift, not, not the prophecy, but the word that was being preached and taught over there, it made you a cheerful giver. It made you want to give to him, want to give to that particular ministry. You saw God flourishing, just swaying back and forth. You saw the Lord uh, bless the roof of the house. You saw these things. But now, if you was looking at him in the natural, you may not have felt that way about him. But if you was getting all you could spiritually from him, oh, yeah, you naturally, you spiritually, in other words, wanted to give all you could. God blessed me to buy a drum set, $3,000. Oh, I can tell you some things. Speakers. Each one of them speakers was $700. It's back in the day because of my love for the ministry. Hallelujah. But it was, you heard me talk all this talk about him and how anointed he was. Filled with the Spirit of God, baptized in the Holy Ghost. I'm telling you. But it was not about him. It was about me. So I don't care who your pastor is, who you go to for a word from the Lord. If you seek in the word, you're going to be blessed. It's about you, not about them. Do you hear me this morning? Because a lot of times we go places, and I know some people, honey, if you drop a word on them and it come to pass, they will worry you that you can't get rid of. Because they simply about a word from God, not the word of God. See, the word of God is those 66 books. A word from God is when God come and tell you something uh, that's happening. Yeah. Uh, say, for instance, I tell Sister Dot, Sister Dot, you're being healed. God is yet healing your body. That's a word from God. But now when I tell Sister Dot, Sister Dot, I need you to go to Proverbs 3, uh, uh, five, verses 5 through 7, chapter 3, verses 5. That's the word of God. You understand? A word of God will come to pass and move on. She got her healing and she, and, and she on to the next thing. But the word of God will last her throughout eternity, forever, for the rest of her life. 
the word of God. And this is what many of us have not grasped yet. We haven't latched on to it. We, we, we haven't found ourselves just blanketed, covered a, 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 like a blanket around us, the word of God. And we wrap around that blanket. It wraps us and we wraps it. We haven't, many of us haven't gotten there yet. So we look into the past and we look into this one, we look into that one. But it's all about you. How can we hear the word without a preacher? How can they preach unless they've been sent by God? But in all of that, he did that in them. They were born to do what he designed for them to do for you. So that when you hear his word, you won't harden your heart. But you will receive his word and apply it to your everyday life. Many times when you set aside by God, you're not like everybody else. This is the honest truth. He said, many are called, but few are chosen. The chosen has been set aside. They have been sanctified. They have been cleansed. God uh, did a special thing in them. Now, he's no respecter of persons. If you want it, if you want it, if you want it, God will give it to you. Sometimes we come from places where I, I call them our foreparents pray the prayer for us. And the prayer that they prayed, it could have been in 1792. <laughs> it could have been in 1901. It could have been in 1879. Whenever it was, they prayed a prayer for you. For the upcoming, the future family, their future family, they pray the prayer. And that prayer is carrying you on until this day. I'm telling you this because I found out from my dad that my grandmother, his mother, grandmother Maddie, prayed a prayer in 1925 and he told me what the prayer said. He was there when she prayed it and he never, he was a boy, but he never forgot the prayer. I just happened to go to a conference, a women's conference in Birmingham, out of Florida. I was late getting there. I was a key speaker on a Thursday night. I got there so late until they asked me to come back that Sunday. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, three days. And I really didn't have extra money to pay for the hotel, but I agreed to stay trusting God, and he provided for me. So that Sunday, after everything was said and done, there was a bishop there, big, tall man. Oh, he was real big and tall. And after everything was said and done, they was uh, giving us dinner, you know, the speakers in the church down in the dining room. So I got my Bible, my person thing, and I was headed down in the dining room, and he stopped me. He said, daughter, can I talk to you for a minute? I said, yes, sir. He was much older than me. 
He said, I want to tell you this. He said, a woman, he said, you're a prophetess. He said, and I know what people have said about you. He said, but don't you let anyone fool you because that's who you are. That's what God made you. I said, yes, sir. I was on my way to Missouri at the time when I left Birmingham. So I said, okay. And uh, I could feel the spirit of the Lord moving around him. So I knew, you know, God had him to talk to me, you know. And I'm going to listen. If God is speaking, I've got to hear it. I don't care if it's a duck quacking. If I know God sent the duck to quack, the frog to croak, I'm listening. So he said, I see the old lady in the rocking chair. And immediately, hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, thank you today, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Immediately, I knew he was talking about my grandmother, Maddie. He said, and she prayed for you. And he said she was sick. She was under the weather. And she was ready to go. He said, but she told the Lord, Aha, thank you, thank you, that she didn't want to leave before he would raise up a daughter in the family who would carry it on, who would have her gifts and everything. They told me she served the sick. People would come and talk to her about powerful things. I'm going to put it that way. Their business, marriages, all kind of stuff. And she didn't want to leave before she knew who he would use. My dad was her baby. So the Lord showed her. And it was me. I had no clue on all of this. The, the man shared all of this. The bishop, he shared all of this with me. And then he told me some other things that I know. He had no way of knowing. Nobody but you, Lord, speaking out of this man's mouth. I received it. I went on. I don't remember if I had dinner after that or not. But I went on back and packed my stuff and prepared to head on out to uh, High Rise, Missouri, down there where uh, George Myers were. And because um, I was really going to see her while I was there, but she was afraid uh, to see anybody because she said that was somebody threatening her life or something. But you know me. I, I move on, because if you're scared and he didn't give us the spirit of fear, he, now we're not fools, don't misunderstand me, but he didn't give us the spirit of fear, he gave us power, love, and a sound mind. And many times people uh, on these high platforms, they can't just be regular, everyday people. I thank God for being regular, everyday folk. I go to Walmart when I get ready, if I want to go in. I go to Publix. When I get ready, wicked, I go over to star me when I get ready. I stop at the churches right there, Cleveland Road in Edgewood when I get ready. I go to Hilltop when I get ready. Why? Yea, though I walk through the valleys of the shadows of death, I will fear no evil. But thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff comfort me. His word comforts me. His spirit comforts me. I don't have to fear. 
I can tell them thank you and keep moving. Now back to this, we don't want to be fools and we don't want to tempt God. Hallelujah. But if he says, yes, go, I'm, I'm, I'm out of there. I'm over there. I'm doing whatever it is I, I went to do. But God is the lover of our souls. And it's about you. It's not about them. It's not about your pastor. It's not about the Sunday school teacher. Yeah, it's not about the guest preacher that came to your church uh, during convention time, a lot of different. It's not about any of that. It's about you, not them. So this morning, we bow down unto Almighty God, Jehovah, that have all power. And we ask him, Lord, what is the calling on my life? What did you choose me to do? I've been sitting down doing nothing a long time. I, I, I might do a little posting on Facebook. And uh, if other people talk about the Lord, I might get a little word in there to say, yes, God is. God is good. Something like that. But, Lord, there's a full ministry <laughs> that you called me to. And I need you to make it plain and clear. And give me understanding so that I can work unto you in what you chose me for or what you called me to. Because if he saved you, he saved you, and there's a work for you to do. And it's not based on what other people are doing or have done. I don't want to look at this person and say, oh, I want to be like that. That's what I want to do. No, that's not what Barbara want to do. Because to whom much is given, much is required. The more you get to do, the more is required of you. And then the enemy is going to come against you in some ways where you never saw before. Ooh. I'm going to tell you something else. A lot of my ministry is mental health. All, you deal with all kind of people, with all kind of insecurities and all kind of things going on. Paranoid. Uh, they're always thinking that the, the worst is going to happen. If I don't do this, that's going to happen. If I don't, don't do that, this going to happen. It, 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 it's weird for me because I, I don't operate that way. God is God. And he won't change. I'm 66 years old. And from 1993 to 2023, he has not changed in my life. He's gotten better. He's doing more for me. Huh? He's showing up more in my life. But I don't have to walk around and concern myself about the things of the world and what could happen. Could? Well, it didn't happen yet. And I don't believe it's going to happen to me because no calamity shall come down my dwelling. Now, sometimes things I call to slip through the cracks because maybe I didn't pray. <laughs> Ever thought about that, Barbara? You didn't pray over this. You just started walking. Yeah, but I don't live a life like that. I live a wholesome, easy life. 
Yeah. God removed many things out of my way so I don't have to be bothered with it. Even family. Oops, did she say family? Yes, I did. Friends. Well, you know, acquaintances, associates. Moved them so that I could be free. Moved me out of one town into another smaller town so that I could be at peace. The doorbell, now the ding dong, ding dong, ding dong. Uh-uh. I could pray more. Huh? I could meditate on him and his word more. I could study in peace without being harassed or bothered. The Lord gave me some things on YouTube. Because I, I, I try not to fool with TV. I like a lot of movies, but I started watching Christian movies. Some gonna feed that spirit man and build him up, keep him uh, well nurtured, well nourished. So look, I wake up to put God first. I wake up to uh, powerful prayers to pray in the month of no. Oh my goodness, in the month of November, I'm gonna share something with with, with us today. Um, I'm going to to look at it right now, and then we going we're going to get to Joshua chapter one. It's you and not them. We, we're going to get there. I want to see if I can remember. I know I put it right here. Mm, okay, so I want to share a few things with you, and we're coming back to. It's you and not them. Yeah. I said all I've said already to get you to know it wasn't about the senior bishop. It wasn't about the bishops or apostles or preachers that I I, I got an opportunity to hang out with uh, to get to know a little bit about because God separated that. He sent them their way and sent me my way. I couldn't stay. Huh? They couldn't stay with me. It wasn't about them. It was all about me. And again, this morning, it's not about them. It's about you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I thank God this morning. Listen, we're going to this first one uh, right here. It's how do I get, well, no, that's not the one. Okay. How to pray. When you wake up, let's take a, it's a short one. Let's take a listen. Did you know that God can change your life with just a short prayer? Say this powerful 3 a.m. prayer faithfully and with all your heart. No matter how you feel and no matter your circumstances, say it sincerely. Then Jesus will change your life in a very special and profound way. Your life will never be the same. Leave a like for this video and share it at least one time to help me reach more people, spread the gospel, and change more lives. Comment using the word, Amen, after you say this powerful 3 a.m. prayer. I urge you when you wake up at 3 o'clock to clothe yourself in this prayer. Use this time to seek divine protection, to secure your homes, your loved ones, your health, your finances, and your dreams under the watchful eyes of the Almighty, this prayer time is a fortress. 
a shield that guards us from the assaults of the enemy. The Bible tells us that we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. So pray this prayer with faith and know that your prayers at this sacred hour build a hedge of protection that nothing can penetrate. Praise God. Now, to everyone within the sound of my voice, let us pray. Almighty and everlasting God, I come before your presence with a humble and contrite heart, seeking your divine protection and deliverance. I acknowledge your power and goodness, recognizing that you are my refuge and fortress in times of trouble. I declare your sovereignty over all creation, knowing that you alone have the power to break every bond, defeat every evil, and overcome all darkness. I stand on the authority of your word and the victory won by Jesus Christ on the cross. Gracious Father, I lift my voice in prayer, fervently seeking your divine intervention in every area of my life. I pray for your protection, breaking the chains of bondage that have held me captive for far too long. In the name of Jesus, I command every evil force, every curse, every spell and every power of darkness to be broken and rendered powerless in my life. I renounce and reject every generational curse that has been passed down through my bloodline. I declare that the power of the blood of Jesus sets me free from the bondage of the past. I break every negative pattern, every cycle of addiction, every stronghold that has kept me from experiencing the fullness of your blessings. I declare that I am a new creation in Christ, empowered to walk in freedom and victory. I release forgiveness from the depths of my heart, choosing to let go of any bitterness, resentment or unforgiveness that has hindered my progress. I break every soul tie and unhealthy attachment that has bound me to toxic relationships or unhealthy influences. I ask for your healing touch to restore and reconcile broken relationships, bringing wholeness and unity. Mighty God, I pray for your divine protection over my mind, my thoughts and my emotions. I rebuke every spirit of fear, anxiety and depression that has tormented me. I declare that I have the mind of Christ and I am filled with your peace that surpasses all understanding. I take captive every thought that does not align with your truth and I replace them with thoughts of faith, hope and love. I pray for your divine protection over my physical body. I declare that my body is the temple of the Holy Spirit and I present it as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to you. I rebuke every sickness, disease and infirmity that has tried to attack my health. By the stripes of Jesus, I am healed and made whole. I speak life and health into every cell, tissue and organ of my body. I release the healing power of your Holy Spirit to flow through me, restoring me to full health and vitality. Heavenly Father, I pray for your divine provision and abundance in every area of my life. I declare that you are my provider and you meet all my needs according to your riches in glory. 
I rebuke the spirit of poverty and lack, and I release the spirit of prosperity and abundance. I am blessed to be a blessing, and I sow generously into your kingdom. I declare that I am a channel of your blessings, and your abundance flows through me to bless others. I pray for your divine wisdom and discernment in every decision I make. Guide me by your Spirit, that I may walk in the paths of righteousness. Protect me from deception and lead me into all truth. Grant me understanding and clarity as I navigate through the challenges of life. Open my spiritual eyes to see the hidden traps and snares of the enemy and give me the wisdom to avoid them. Lord, I pray for your divine protection over my relationships and interactions with others. Shield me from toxic relationships, manipulative individuals and those who seek to harm me. Surround me with godly friendships, mentors and advisors who will encourage me in my journey of faith. Grant me discernment to navigate through different personalities and relationships, always extending love, grace and forgiveness. Father, I pray for your divine protection over my spiritual walk and growth. Guard me from spiritual attacks and the schemes of the enemy. Strengthen my faith, deepen my understanding of your word and fill me afresh with your Holy Spirit. Protect me from false doctrines and teachings that seek to distort your truth. Empower me to live a life that is pleasing to you, honoring your name in all I do. I pray for your divine protection over my dreams, aspirations and destiny. Lord, I surrender my plans and desires to your perfect will. Guide my steps, direct my paths and open doors of opportunity aligned with your purpose for my life. Protect me from distractions, discouragement and doubt. Help me to walk in faith and trust, even when the road ahead seems uncertain. Gracious God, I pray for your divine protection over my finances and resources. I declare that you are the source of all provision, and I trust in your abundant provision for my every need. In the name of Jesus, I rebuke the spirit of lack and financial bondage, and I release the spirit of prosperity and abundance. I ask for wisdom and discernment in managing my finances, that I may be a good steward of the resources you have given to me. Lord, I pray for your divine protection over my purpose and calling. Guard me against distractions, discouragement and the attacks of the enemy that seek to hinder me from fulfilling your will. Grant me boldness, courage and perseverance to pursue the dreams and visions you have placed in my heart. Protect me from comparison, self-doubt and the fear of failure. Empower me to walk in the fullness of my calling, making a significant impact for your kingdom. Father, I pray for your divine protection over my spiritual armor. Clothe me with the belt of truth, the breastplate of righteousness, the shoes of peace, the shield of faith, the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit. Help me to stand firm against the attacks of the enemy, resisting every temptation and walking in obedience to your word. Protect me from spiritual warfare and surround me with your host of angels to guard and defend me. I pray for your divine protection over my words and actions. Help me to speak life, encouragement and edification to others. Guard my tongue from gossip, slander 
and harmful words. May my words be filled with grace and seasoned with salt, bringing healing and hope to those around me. Protect me from the snares of the enemy, that I may walk in integrity and reflect your love and truth in all I do. Lord, I pray for your divine protection over my journey and travels. Guide me safely in all my comings and goings. Protect me from accidents, negative incidents, and unforeseen dangers. Surround me with your presence and keep me in the palm of your hand. Order my steps and grant me discernment to make wise choices and decisions. I pray for your divine protection over my mind, thoughts, and imaginations. Guard me against the lies and deceptions of the enemy. Fill my mind with your truth, renewing and transforming me from the inside out. Protect me from negative thought patterns, worries, and anxieties. Help me to fix my thoughts on things that are true, noble, just, pure, lovely, and of a good report. Father, I pray for your divine protection over my dreams and desires. Guard my heart from discouragement and delay. Surround me with your favor and open doors that no one can shut. Protect my dreams from the attacks of the enemy and grant me the wisdom and strength to pursue them with diligence and perseverance. I pray for your divine protection over my spiritual life. Guard me from spiritual blindness and dullness of hearing. Open my eyes and ears to perceive your presence, your voice, and your leading. Protect me from distractions and busyness that hinder my intimacy with you. Help me to cultivate a deeper relationship with you, abiding in your presence and walking in line with your spirit. Lord, I pray for your divine protection over my family and loved ones. Guard them in every area of their lives. Protect them from harm, danger, and evil influences. Surround them with your angels, encamping around them for their safety and well-being. In the name of Jesus, I pray that you shield them from every attack of the enemy and grant them your peace and joy. Mighty God, I surrender every aspect of my life to your divine protection. I trust in your unfailing love, knowing that you are my strong tower and my shield. I declare that no weapon formed against me shall prosper. I take hold of your promises, standing firm in the authority and victory I have in Jesus Christ. In the mighty and powerful name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. I want you to say Amen in the comments section below. As you give thanks to God and claim this prayer. I declare that all the blessings of this prayer are now upon you in the name of Jesus. Listen to this prayer for seven days and watch the Lord do miracles in your life. Why the number seven, you may think. Seven has significant meaning in the kingdom of God. It is a holy number that often represents completeness, perfection, or divine fulfillment. So if you can say this 3 a.m. prayer on this channel for the next seven days, you can expect something extraordinary to take place in your life. Be sure to share your testimonies in the comments. Also, send this prayer to your family and friends who you know needs the blessing and protection of this 3 a.m. prayer. May the Lord bless you abundantly and powerfully in the mighty name of Jesus.
Amen. Have you ever faced a problem so big that you wondered if even God could solve it? Are you dealing with challenges that make you feel like you're completely stuck, even when you pray? If so, listen closely. No matter how big your problem is, God is even bigger. Today, I urge you to stick with us as we explore the limitless ability of God to deliver us from our troubles and His ability to overshadow and minimize the impact of the challenges or trials you're currently navigating. God's power can turn your problems into possibilities, and He can deliver you from all your troubles. I'm also going to pray a powerful prayer with you in the mighty name of Jesus. So watch until the end and open your hearts to receive the blessings of this prayer. My friends, we find ourselves in an era where problems, challenges, and trials often feel unending, seemingly becoming the rule rather than the exception. Yet, it's crucial for us to understand that no matter how insurmountable these obstacles may appear, God is infinitely greater. In Psalm 34, verses 17 to 19, the Bible tells us the righteous cry out, and the Lord hears and delivers them out of all their troubles. The Lord is near to those who have a broken heart and saves such as have a contrite spirit. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. This Bible verse has made it clear that God hears the cries of the righteous and delivers them from all their troubles, reaffirming the enduring truth that God is indeed bigger than any problems we may face. So together, we will delve into other biblical principles that affirm this truth, while focusing on seven key insights that you need to understand. Number one, God's infinite power overrides all challenges in the book of Isaiah, chapter 40, verse 28, says, Have you not known? Have you not heard? The everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, neither faints nor is weary. His understanding is unsearchable. Friends, it's all too easy to feel overwhelmed by life's challenges. Whether they're financial issues, health concerns, or strained relationships. But before we give in to despair, let us remember who created the universe and all that is within it. God, whose power and understanding are beyond human comprehension. Think about the story of the Israelites, who were enslaved in Egypt for 400 years. They faced insurmountable challenges, yet God parted the Red Sea for them and vanquished their oppressors. If the creator of the universe can do that, imagine what he can do for you. All it takes is faith as small as a mustard seed to move mountains. There is a saying that when you reach the end of your rope, you'll find God's hands waiting to catch you. How many times have you felt like you've reached that point? Instead of wallowing in despair, take that leap of faith know that God's power is so much greater than any problem you might have. Our focus must not be on the problem, but on the problem solver. Reflect on this. 
If God can breathe life into dust and calm stormy seas with a simple command, what makes you think he can't handle your issues? God's power is infinite. If he has done it for others, he will do it for you. Our God is faithful. Be patient, trust his timing, and put your trust in God. Number two, God's unchanging nature is our anchor. Malachi 3 verse 6 tells us, For I am the Lord, I do not change. Therefore you are not consumed, O sons of Jacob. My dear friends, in the ups and downs of life, our emotions and circumstances change like the tides. However, God's nature is unchanging, and in that we can find solace. In the Bible, we read about Job, who lost everything, his health, his wealth, and his family. Yet, he held on to his faith in God's unchanging nature. Eventually, his fortunes were restored many times over. The world around us is constantly changing, making it hard to find stable ground. When facing the storms of life, think of God as your anchor. He will provide stability and strength when everything around you seems to be falling apart. In moments of uncertainty, remember that God was, is, and always will be the same. A loving father ready to embrace his children. As your challenges change, as your worries multiply, and as your problems grow, God still remains the same unchanging anchor. My friends, you're not going through your struggles alone. God is there with you. In times of trouble, hold on to the anchor of God's unchanging nature. Trust that His love and eternal consistency will see you through your darkest days. Number three, your faith determines your perspective. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. This is the word of the Lord, according to Hebrews 11, verse 1. Again, let us consider the story of David and Goliath. Here was a young shepherd boy, armed only with a sling and five smooth stones, standing before a giant of a man clad in armor. What gave David the courage to face such an adversary? It was his unwavering faith in a God much bigger than Goliath. When faced with a problem, we often look at it through the lens of our limitations, forgetting that our perspective should be rooted in our faith in God. Like David, we must focus on God's strength rather than our weakness. This perspective shift doesn't belittle your problems. Rather, it magnifies your faith in a God who can solve them. It's easy to be overwhelmed when you're staring up at a mountain of problems. But remember, from a high vantage point, even the tallest mountains appear small. Elevate your faith, rise above your challenges, and from that viewpoint, you'll see that your problems can be overcome. As you go through life, remember that your faith sets the stage for divine intervention. The bigger your faith, the smaller your problems seem in the face of our God, who holds the universe in His hands. Number four. Prayer is your direct line to the problem solver. Philippians 4 verses 6 to 7 reminds, 
Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. My friends, how often do you turn to prayer in moments of despair? We often think of prayer as the last resort, when it should be our first line of defense. There's a powerful story in the Bible about Hannah, who was barren and ridiculed by her peers. Instead of succumbing to her sorrows, she poured out her heart in prayer, and God answered her by blessing her with a son. He was called Samuel, who would grow up to be a great prophet. This story can be found in the book of 1 Samuel, chapters 1 and 2. Prayer is more than just presenting a list of requests to God. It's about establishing a deep and meaningful relationship with Him. When you pray sincerely, you're not just talking to God, you're talking with God. In that conversation, you'll find the peace that surpasses all understanding. Remember that you are never too broken, too lost, or too insignificant for God to hear your prayers. In your darkest moments, the light of God's love can shine the brightest, illuminating the way out of your problem. It's not about the eloquence of your words, but the earnestness of your heart. In your prayer life, always remember that you're not just pleading with a distant God. Instead, you're communing with a loving Father. That is the beauty and the power of prayer. Number five, God's grace is sufficient for you. 2 Corinthians 12 verse 9 tells us, And he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. My dear friends, have you ever felt like you are unworthy or undeserving of God's blessings because of your struggles or failures? At times, our problems make us feel like we are too flawed for God to work through us. Yet, let us remember the Apostle Paul, a man with his own thorn in the flesh. Despite his petitions for relief, God's answer was that his grace was sufficient. And so, Paul rejoiced in his weaknesses because it was then that God's power was made manifest. Even when we are weak, God is strong. Your problems do not define you, but God's grace does. His grace isn't a one-time gift, but a constant flow of love and support. Every time you stumble, every time you falter, God's grace is there to catch you and lift you up. You may feel like you're going through the fire, but remember that fire also refines gold. God's grace can turn your trials into triumphs, your tests into testimonies. Just as Paul found joy in his weaknesses, because it showcased God's strength, let your problems be an opportunity for God's grace to shine. So, when you find yourself struggling, remember that God's grace is sufficient for you. It doesn't mean your problems will disappear but it means you will have the strength to face and overcome them, knowing that God's power is made perfect in your weakness. Number six, understand the significance of community and fellowship. In the book of Galatians, chapter 6, verse 2, it says, 
bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. Community and fellowship are more than just buzzwords. They are a biblical mandate. My friends, none of us are meant to go through life alone, especially during challenging times. Think of Moses, who was tasked with leading the Israelites to the Promised Land. Despite being chosen by God, Moses needed Aaron and Hur to hold up his arms during a battle. He couldn't do it alone. It's not just about bearing your burdens alone, but sharing them with a community that can help you carry them. Sometimes God solves your problems by sending people into your life who can offer a different perspective, practical support, or spiritual guidance. But I urge you to exercise discernment in choosing whom to confide in. Begin by praying for God's wisdom and listening for the guidance of the Holy Spirit. This is crucial because, as we all know, not everyone has your best interests at heart. Buke every sickness, disease, or evil force that may try to attack my body, mind, or spirit. I declare healing in every area of my life. In the name of Jesus, Lord God, I pray for your protection over me and my loved ones. May your angels encamp around us keeping us safe from harm's way. I pray for the salvation of my loved ones, that they too will come to experience your grace, goodness, and love. Lord, I ask for your abundant blessings to flow in my life, that I may not lack any good thing, and that I will be empowered to bless others. Father God, strengthen my faith, empower my prayers, and infuse my life with your grace. Lord, as I say this prayer, together with everyone listening, I thank you for every heart that is open to your grace and mercies right now. For those of us who are burdened, Lord, may you give us rest. For those who are in despair, may you fill us with hope and comfort through your Holy Spirit. Father, for persons who are wrestling with doubt, anxiety and fear, may you fortify their faith. Lord, for those who feel isolated and alone, may your Holy Spirit bring them comfort and companionship. And for those who are being attacked by sickness and emotional trauma, Lord, may your healing hand restore them completely. Merciful Father, I pray that you bless us in this community. And may we all carry each other's burdens as we are led by your Holy Spirit. Lord, we declare that we are delivered and set free from all forms of bondage, obstacles, and challenges that have hindered our spiritual and physical progress. Thank you, Lord, for hearing and answering my prayer. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. If you were blessed by this message, type the word Amen in the comments section below. Come on, everybody, get your feet happy. Let's go, come on. Where's my Islanders? Can some of y'all run down here to the front real quick? I gotta know who's in the building. Where's my Islanders? I need y'all to run down here. Come on, let me see you.
through your through what you went through, you know, you don't mind sharing, you don't mind praying, you don't even mind laboring for the Lord. You understand me? That's that's a, that's that's a spirit to follow, the example of Christ. And I just Amen. want to say thank you this morning for all Amen. that you do. Amen. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, Father. God, I continue to strengthen the woman that you got. Continue to use a mileage to your will and your glory in Jesus' name. I love you. Amen. Love you, too. Love you, too. And I thank God for your calling in this morning. And uh, that's the way you do it. That's the way you do it. If it's on you, you don't wait. You don't care what's got to be next on the program. It's on you. And uh, you ready to give it up. And I thank God for you calling in, uh, giving that testimony. Because in this hour, this is what God is looking for, baby. He's looking for real people. He's not looking for folks chasing prophets and, and, and folks proper line and all this stuff that they say to you. But he's looking for workers. He's looking for people that will go see about the sick. People that will see about yes, children in foster care. People that will see about children who don't have a father or father or mother. That's what he's looking for. He said, now, when you're doing these things, this when I know that you and me and I'm in you, and the world is going to know it. He said, this is how the world will know that we are of him for the love we have one for another. I told you this morning, it was not because of Bishop Gift. I thank God for his gift. Hallelujah. But that word that God was sending out of Bishop's mouth to teach me, that's what I was after. I didn't care what else he, you tell me a man could sing, play the organ, play the piano. Oh, my goodness. That choir, I said, that's that heavenly choir right there. But guess what? All of that was wonderful. And I would get my praise on and dance before the Lord. You wasn't going to outdance me. Uh-uh. I was dancing before the Lord. But. The word of God that God sent out of his hand to teach me how to apply to my not every other day or every Sunday or every Wednesday, but every day I could apply this word to my life. And when I tell y'all I saw that thing manifest, I saw my life getting better. Yeah. You, you know, some people say from rags to riches, I went from riches to rags. And I was the most happiest, raggediest person that you ever wanted to see. Oh, yeah, honey. I walked down the street with my head held high, telling God, thank you. I'll never forget the first time he used me to prophesy to a woman. And I was fresh from Florida in Alabama. And I was like, no, I don't want to do that. Now they're going to think I'm crazy or something. When I got to that lady, my feet literally stopped. I couldn't move no further. My right hand went out, she put her hand in my hand, and I told, I said, uh, ma'am, I, I know you may not understand this. I said, because I don't understand it. I said, well, God told me to tell you to get on home. Uh, your Social Security check is in the mail. This woman went to leaping up and down in the middle of the street. I'm looking around, y'all, because I'm thinking, oh, they're going to think I'm mugging this woman. They're they, they going to think I'm robbing her. I'm from Florida. I'm new in the neighborhood. When that lady came down from praising God, she said, baby, I sure thank you. Keep doing what you do. God bless you. I said, he told me to tell you you was waiting on a letter of approval. He bypassed the letter and sent you the check, the letter coming later on. Oh, she was so happy. I forgot what I was going down the sidewalk to the store to get. 
And as I was walking, because I don't forget, just turn around and go back home. He said, I want you to remember, it will never be you. It will always be me. Don't take my glory and I hear no word. I went on home rejoicing in everything. Yeah, the lady worked for the city. She came and uh, one of these people, you know, they'd be sanctified with the long dresses and the head covered and all of that. She was one of them kind of ladies. And she came to the yard and I was talking in my front yard. And when I tell you God took over my mouth, it was not me and I knew it wasn't me. And this woman went to praising God in the yard and I did too. And listen, during this time, Sion, I did not believe in uh, no speaking in tongue. Who does that? Y'all better stop playing with God. That was me. Oh, I ain't going to play with God like that. We began to praise God as I ministered to this woman, and I felt it. The Spirit of the Lord fell on me. My tongue got caught up, and I was speaking in tongues. Well, I, I let the leg go, and I ran in the house, ran to the side of the bed, because that was my prayer closet. And I needed, and I said, Lord, what was that? I said, God, help me to understand. The Lord said, I've come. <laughs> I've come, and I feel you. After that, I didn't have no problems with nothing he did. You tell me a five-fold ministry. Honey, he got no numbers in five. What? God moving which you never saw before. Why is that, Barbara? He's almighty God that have all power. There's no higher power than his. The earth is his. Listen to me. The fullness thereof, the world, and they that dwell therein. You don't think God can do what he want to do? You think he's just relying on them 66 books? That's all God has done? Oh, no, 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 ma'am, and no, sir. He has done much more. Apostle Paul said he wanted to tell us some things, but he couldn't tell us. But we say we Christians, we the saints of God, we the people of God. But no, we wouldn't believe that. But, oh, no, God can't move in that way. Oh, but he can he made you for his pleasure, and he can do what he will, but he's more than a fair God. He's loving, kind, gracious, merciful. He won't force nothing on you. Whosoever will, let him come. In November of 2023, starting on the 14th, every day of our life, we got to live it unto God. It can't be a talk my way. It's got to be live my way. He's looking for those of us going to live according to his word and mean it. He's looking for those of us that's going to love from our heart, not simply from our lips. And what our lips say, our heart must line up with it. If your lips and your heart line up together, God knows you're not a liar. But your lips saying one thing and your heart saying another, he knows we liars. I just believe in telling you the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. I want blessings. He don't need a reason, but this morning and every morning, I would give him a reason to bless me. I love him, and I want to obey him. And it's not by prophesying. <laughs> it's not about none of that. If you're going through in your marriage, I recommend Jesus this morning. I don't recommend you telling another book. I don't recommend you running here, there, and everywhere. I recommend Jesus. If you're sick this morning, hey, glory, hush, I recommend Jesus. You've been to the doctor, they told you what time it was, what they say, and, and get on with the prayer. Lord, heal my body. 
Some people, every time you turn around, they're in the prayer line. Why? They don't believe. They look at the signs and wonders. This is not the time for signs and wonders. This is the time for faith. If you come into God, you got to believe that he is and he is the reward of them diligently seek him. That's the bottom line. I gave you all these keys this morning because it's about you, not about them. That's the message of the day. And tell yourself that it's about me. It's not about them. It's not about my pastor. It's not about what he said, they say, she said, he said. It's about me. What have God called me to? What he chose me for? What he's doing in me? What What is my prayer life? What is my Bible study life looking like? That's what you want to talk to yourself about today because it's about you. He's coming back looking for you. And when we stand before him, you going to stand alone. You won't be with me. I won't be with you. Your pastor won't be with you. The choir can't say nothing on your behalf. You're writing and recording your own movie. You're the producer everything of your own movie. When you get there and God play your movie, what will he see? Because they told me every word is going to be accounted for. And I believe every word of it. So we can run around and play church, imitate other people and act like other people and take money from people and all of this foolishness. I don't come to take no money. Y'all heard me ask that money for that flower. <laughs> yeah, because guess what? If I need money, I'm going to God. Now, if he said, come here and ask everybody for $2, that's what I'm going to do. But if that's not what he said, I'm not trying to get your money out your pocket. I'm trying to get some money into your pocket. Because when you're a cheerful giver and you give everybody you can and you're planting seeds, God going to multiply that money back to you. But guess what? He's going to increase it. Every month that I give inspirational ministries, that $100, God multiplied back to Bob. Every month. Like clockwork. Because I don't have enough money to pay all the bills. So he multiplied and everything is paid for. And then I have two two or three pennies left over to do what I want to do. Huh? I'm a cheerful giver. I serve. And Rose Brown, I didn't forget you yesterday, baby. I was some kind of busy. But today, as soon as this show ends, I'm out the door. Whether I got the right clothes on or not, I'm out the door. And I'm going and pick up and bring it straight to you. Don't you worry this morning. I got you. But that's what I was sharing yesterday. Sometimes I, I, I want to do it right in and there, and I might even say it, but something else will come up. And sometimes it's more serious than what you need me to do. And then some days I don't get out of here. I have to work in this office all day, the phone, the this, the that. But as soon as I possibly can, I will. And I don't mind doing it, and there's never a charge. Yeah. But some days I'm just back to back to week. If y'all could see it, be like, no way. Yeah, some way, God's way. Yeah, he makes a way, and I get things done. But I love the people. I come to work unto the Lord. I didn't come to work unto man. I didn't come for a pat on the back, a hero cookie, a brownie point. I come to please Almighty God Jehovah and have all power. I come to do what His Son did. I come to do the will of Him 
that sent me. He sent me, I come to do what he said to do. Jesus taught me this. He said, look now, something you is what my father taught me. This is what I know because I get it from the father. Yeah, what I'm teaching you is I got from God. It's not about them. It's about you. What are you going to do about you? Folks on the left on the sidewalk drunk. It's raining. I walked in and said, well, what you going to do? They said about what? I said, Jesus coming back. Some of them people get sober. But we scared today. We want to be in them four walls talking. Yeah, that's what we want to be. But the harvest is plenteous, he said, and the labors are few. We pray that the Lord of the harvest will send more labors. But what you going to do about the drug abuse? What you going to do about the alcoholic? What you going to do about the prostitute? These things people are familiar with, and they just love to hop on these kind of people. What you going to do about the liar, the fornicator, the adulterer? What, what you going to do about them that keep strife and, and foolishness going, gossip all the time, talking about other people? What you going to do about that? Nothing, because you're the one. You're the one doing it. We can see everybody else wrong but our own. When I tell you I have to take self-inventory, some days it ain't pretty. Some days I literally have to cry to the Lord because I wasn't there where I said I needed to be. I saw myself doing it. God helped me. Yeah, he had to get right with God. Time out for playing. He's on his way back, and he's coming looking for you. And I hope you can be there without spot or wrinkle. And if you're coming over here, I'm going to tell you the truth. Now, if you don't like it, you just have to do what the world say, kick rocks. But I come to tell you the truth so that we all will be blessed. I hope that we'll all be ready. I want to meet you at the gate. I want to be there where you are you where I am because Jesus went away to prepare a place for all of us. That one day we'll be where he is. How about that? Oh, I love that this morning. So look, I got to get on with the get on. I thank God for her testimony. That just blessed me real good. <laughs> Don't wait till the battle is over. Go ahead and shout now. Don't wait till the next thing on the program. Stand up for God and tell it now. Yeah, I like all that kind of carrying on. And it's already all right this morning in Jesus' name. So look, we're going a little further. And uh, I'm going over to Joshua, and that's Joshua chapter 1, and we're going to start in verse 1. And now look now, I want to explain this to you. Joshua thought that it was about them. He thought that it was about Moses, Abraham, Isaac, all of them that was before him in high power positions is what I call them. See, they, they were God's ministers. They were God's preachers. They were God's servants. They were God's prophets. God's preachers. And I call them high-ranking. So Joshua thought that it was about them and not about him. But he soon got to see, Joshua, it's about you. I chose you out. I called you out, Joshua. And see, we don't want to come out talking. Uh-uh. I didn't come out talking. I came out working. My friends used to say, what's up? Bob, I said, hey, I'm saved. 
They say, yeah, I say, yeah, I say, I'm, in the, I'm in the church now. They say, really? I say, yeah, I ain't talking about the building. I'm talking about Jesus. Oh, yeah, Bob, that's good. And guess what I did? Going down the street and they watching my life now. Look, they got big magnifying glass on me because they want to see me take a toke of weed. They want to see me with the glass of Crown Roy. They, they want to see the man come in the front door. You understand? Couldn't see no more of that because that was over with. No more dope men. These wasn't boys. These was grown men. Dope men running in and out. Yeah, they, they didn't see that one. So eventually they believed. Every time they saw me, I was dressed different. It was no longer about the style of the world and the uh, Janet Jackson waterfall and the big bangle. Oh, it wasn't about that foolishness. No more. It was about me dressing clean and living a clean and holy life. He said, be ye holy, for I am holy. And I wasn't ashamed of the gospel. Because in my quiet prayer and Bible study time, Apostle Paul taught me this. Barbara, don't be ashamed of the gospel. It had the power to save us. <laughs> Oof. So that's what it became, because it was about me, not about them. Hallelujah. So look now, Joshua was thinking that, oh, it's about them. It's not about, you know, me. I, I'm kind of nobody. I hang around with Moses, you know, and do what they say and that kind of thing. But it's about Moses. That's who the people are following. Check this out in verse 1, chapter 1, verse 1. Now, after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, I want you to notice this now. After the death of Moses, Moses was the servant of the Lord. It came to pass that the Lord spake unto Joshua, the son of Nun. Moses ministered, saying, you see the difference? Moses was the servant of the Lord. Joshua was the minister of Moses. There's a difference there. Saying in verse 2, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, arise, go over this Jordan, thou and all this people, unto the land which I do give to them, even to the children of Israel. Remember, Moses was leading. Moses done died. Who lead them now? God done called Joshua out. Verse 3 said, every place that the sole of your foot tread upon, that have I given unto you, as I said unto Moses. It's about Joshua. It's not about them. This same bishop that I told you about this morning, we needed a new church. And he went before the Lord and he told us, first we went over and we saw the building. The building was locked up. Beautiful church. He had the chauffeur to climb through the window and open the doors. <laughs> and the lights was on. Said, y'all come on in. We walked on in there like we owned it already. And he went up front like he always do. And uh, he, he sung a song or two. And we didn't have no music. We just had feet something and hand clapping. And we had us a little praise service right there. And as he was walking by me, I said, Bishop, this is our building. Oh, my goodness. He just went to dancing, all kind of dancing right there. He said, I'm with you, Barbara. He said, this our building right here. I said, Bishop, we can have this. We got the building. So he led us. 
and everywhere the sole of our feet treaded coming from the old building to the new building, we possessed it. We possessed the community. Oh, yes, we did. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. But we got to remember all power is in him that love us. All power is on your side today. You have not because you ask not. You have not because you don't believe that he is a rewarder of them that diligent, constantly, always seeking him. So look, every place that the sole of your foot should tread upon, that have I given to you. Hey, I already gave it to you. You want the house on the hill with the dog and the blood? I already gave it to you. What you want, the car? You know what they're looking for, you I already gave it to you. You said the promotion on the job, it's yours. But do you believe? Can you have patience to wait on him? Can you be not anxious for anything? He said be anxious for nothing. Wait on me. I'm going to renew your strength. I just need you to wait. That's what he told me. And I waited patiently. And here come the house. Hallelujah. I feel like a little jig right there. I ought to do a little foot cutting, a little rug cutting right there. Now look what he said. From the wilderness and this Lebanon, even unto the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites unto the great sea, towards the going down of the sun, shall be your coast. He's not talking to Moses. He's talking to Joshua. It's not a. It's it's about you and not about them. He's using Joshua now. When will let him use you? When will you allow it? When you gonna stop sitting on the pew? When you gonna? Stop? I will go, but I gotta get pastors permit. God said sending you. The pastor's bigger than God. I shake dust. That's what I'm do. Pastor, I love you. You know I do. And I'll see you later. But he calling me on over here to Mayport. He 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 calling me to Fernandina Beach. Uh, Pastor, he calling me to Lake City. I got to go. Hey, hey, Pastor, I'm, I'm going to be back in a month. He calling me to Hawaii. I love y'all. I don't get no permission. Now that I know God is sending me, and I don't say bye, <laughs> I go. For great is he that lives within me than he that is in No disrespect to no pastor. I don't know disrespect for the men and women of God, but I do have more respect for God. And sometimes they'll try to hold you back talking about what they're talking about. You won't be here Sunday. Who won't do the altar call? See, when you do the altar call, God to live on the altar. He do it for you too. But you figure the people favor me more because you the one got to tell them about yourself. <laughs> and I just come in <laughs> and be a blessing. So they see you as the villain <laughs> and as the good guy. Yeah, you see? But no, I'm gone. I'm going to do the will of him that sent me. Yes, ma'am and yes, sir. I love Florida. I cannot lie. Jacksonville, Florida is my home. And I don't care how bad it get over there. I remember when it wasn't like that. And I love the little place. It's the country, and I love the country life. I'm a country girl. Yeah, you hear I talk. 
So I love Jack Steele, but I had to go. And I couldn't stay there. Now, it didn't mean that he wouldn't send me back, because don't you see I'm back in the area. But when he said, get on up out of here, I had to go to Missouri. I had to go to Indiana. I had to go. Ended up in Alaska and was there for some years. Freedom Doors Ministry was birthed in Fairbanks, Alaska. In, from Florida. From one extreme to the other. Nobody but you, Lord. But look what he said. He said, and unto the great world going down of the sun shall be your coast. I don't care where you go, it's yours. I got there and I'd like to sit at Fairbanks was mine. I ran the city. People were sending for me for some everywhere all over the city. I ended up at the homeless mission. I ended up on base at the chapel, running my mouth, talking of the goodness of the Lord. God would show out. Oh my goodness. You couldn't stop it. Christmas Day, I was over at the homeless mission from the men's side to the women's side. There were some women in there, they wasn't in the mission. They came to support the mission. You know, they give money. And this one lady was there, and she hadn't heard from her family in years. In years. Something happened in the family, and it separated them. Christmas Day, I told her she would hear from her family. Now, before I left there, she had a call for a brother. Don't, don't play with God. Are you shy? Hey, don't play with God. He's not the one. He knows past, present, and future. And simply because he used you, that don't mean nothing. You, he made you. Why can't he use you? I had my children. I birthed them into the, into the world. Six. Can't go get me a glass of water. She do. She bring me a bottle of water. Eight ounces. That's what I took. Not 16. Why? She's mine. I can tell her what to do. And expect them for her to do it. Do she get bad sometimes? Yes, yes. But that one is mine. Same thing with us. We are here. Do we get bad sometimes? Yes, we do. Will he and do he forgive us? Yes, he does. And he'll forgive us without us asking for him sometimes. It depends on what we've done. He's our father. The greatest father I ever had in my life. And I'm telling you, my dad biological, natural daddy, he was a good daddy to me. Ooh, I was his daughter. But he couldn't touch Jehovah. He couldn't touch the love of Jehovah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. So look, we're moving on now to verse 5. There should not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. I will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. I said it was all about you and not about them. He used Moses to teach Joshua. Moses is gone. Now Joshua got the main line. He got the main spot. I know what they said about you. You're going to serve on the pastor forever. 
But God got your own ministry. But you're too scared to step out by faith because you want to see where you're going. You can't do it in God. You got to walk by faith and not by sight. And God's not going to tell you his business. You're weak. He's strong. He's got all power. The power you got is the power he gave to you. Power, love, and a sound mind. Verse 6 says, be strong and of a good courage. I'll go back over that. Be strong and of a good courage. He didn't say be strong and of a good cheer. Be strong and be strong and of a good courage. To live this life, you got to be strong and you got to have courage. You can't be weak and scared. You got to pray for strength and pray for holy courage. For holy boldness. Pray to walk upright before God. Tell the truth, old truth, and nothing but the truth, as Pastor Howell say. For unto this people shall thou divide for an inheritance the land, which I swear unto their fathers to give to them. What's your land today? He gonna give you an inheritance of the land. What's your portion? What you want? What you looking for? I told you, I don't want to be rich. I want plenty of money to bless people. But me, I don't want to be rich. I don't even want to live too comfortable. I might lose something in Jesus. Yeah, I want to have enough to keep me coming to him. Hey. I don't want everything done all the time. No, no. I, I, I want it so I got to go to him in the morning. He woke me up. I couldn't wake myself up. I want to be able to tell him thank you for waking me up. I want to hear I've been putting other things before him when I need to put him first. He need to get the first fruit of everything for me. That's what I'm looking for. That's what I'm talking about. Verse 7 says, I want to be strong and very courageous. Now, if you're going to be that strong and very courageous, you got to have a prayer life. You know, Sugarfoot? Honey bunny, you got to have a prayer life. You got to be asking God to bless you to be very courageous in him and in his word. But the only way you're going to do it, you got to have him and you got to study his word to know what it says to be very courageous in it. That thou mayest observe to do according to all thy law, all thy words, which Moses, my servant, commanded thee, turning not from it to the right hand or to the left, that thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. Don't tell me about favor. Don't tell me I tell people about the word is going to fall on deaf ears. Don't tell me that. Because his word won't return void back to him. I just got to be strong and very courageous. And I got to observe to do what the word says to do. I got to talk about him, not about me and, and my goodness. Well, y'all know I went down there and I bought that brand new Cadillac. Foolishness. If you tell me I need a car, I want to tell you he's the one who can bless you to buy a car of your choice and raise a budget for you to pay the car or give you cash to pay the car. And that's what I want to tell you about. Because if he did it for me, he's not the same person. 
blessings, he'll do it for you. Paid that truck off. Gave me the budget. I ain't never seen nothing like it. Made a way where I didn't even know it needed to be made. Opened a door that I didn't even know a door was there, let alone close. Eight said, this book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. But then shall then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then shalt thou have good success. But did you hear what he said? This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth. But thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to, to all that is written therein. But then shall thou make thy way prosperous, and then shall thou shalt have good success. He talked about no prophesying. If you prophesying, then you gonna have good success. He talked about that. He said, "You the pastor of a church, you gonna have it." And I'm about them offices. You know, a, a, a deacon, preacher, all of that. Mother, boy, whatever the guy, go choir member, usher. No, he ain't saying about that. He said the book. <laughs> he said his word. Don't let it leave your mouth and meditate in it day and night. According to all that is written in there. Then you're going to make your way prosperous. And then you're going to have good success. Now, he went on in 9 and said, have not I commanded thee? I didn't ask you. I'm telling you. I commanded thee, be strong and of a good courage. Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed. For the Lord thy God is with thee, whithersoever thou goest. I don't care if I go by myself over there to the uh, mortgage company. I'm going to get me a house. On the job, I'm going to get a bigger position. I possess the land. I'm strong and, and, and very courageous. I have, I'm strong and I have good courage because I'm not dependent on Barbara. I'm dependent on Jesus. Somebody help me this morning. Somebody tell him, thank you for being there for you. But see, we wander. That's what we do. We wander out in the wilderness. Uh, we, we, we are afraid and um, we don't believe he gave us power. He gave it to the pastor. I got to go to seminary school. I ain't went to seminary nothing. I wanted to go because my pastor went to seminary school. And I wanted to go. When I prayed about going, the Lord said, if you go, I'll take my anointing from you. I'm a chosen vessel. I don't need that. What I need is to study his word and have a prayer life. Seminary. You better get on them knees and tell me about it. Because you study my word, my word is in you. And when you get up, I'll bring my word out of you. Stop depending on yourself. Stop thinking you can stop doing this and you can stop doing Without him, you can do nothing. I say it every morning. You want to stop lying? Go to God. <clears throat> make up your mind and go to God. You want to stop cheating and stealing? Make up your mind and carry it to God. You want to stop fornicating, committing adultery? Make up your mind, carry it to God. Stop lusting? Make up your mind, carry it to God. On dope? Make up your mind and carry it to God. Whatever you need to do, make your mind up and carry it to Him. 
when I came to him, I told him this. Whatever it took to stay with him, that's what I wanted to do. If I found out he was real, whatever it took to stay with him, that's what I was planning to do. It got so good to me one day I said, Lord, let my will be yours. I don't want my own will. I want you to have my will. Because he'll lead and guide in a path of righteousness. He'll make you holy because he's holy. Hell won't stand a ghost of a chance with you because you binding and rebuking for it even happened. I don't care what they say that don't work and this and that. They, somebody wrote out there and said, may the Lord watch between me and me while we're absent one from another. It wasn't right. I do it every day in Jesus' name. It's about you, not about them. So what you, you think is about them and not about you, so what you do is put all your stock them. When the preacher up, you see him. God, and if I don't see God speaking through him, I am gone. I don't care how many years he went to seminary. I don't care how he pronounced his words. I got to go. Because if God is not in it, I don't want none of it. Yeah, I'm from the contract. None of it. <laughs> yeah. We see these people and we put all that stock in them. No, no, no. Without God, you can do nothing. And if God is not using a man or a woman, I don't have nothing for them at the church. I don't have nothing for them to my spiritual app. What? I got to know God is in it in order for me to be a part of it. Over there to that little church where I go to Bind Truth and Deliverance Ministry over there on Spencer Street, I know God is in it. I know that little show I've been kicking man and that little woman jacket. I know they mean God some business. They're not playing no games over there. The little short carpet kicking man, his name is Bishop Cardoz. He walking around looking. My daughter was telling me the other day, I can see him, that mama. Just, just as calm and cool and collected. And, and when he talks to you, he might say, yeah, and so daughter, this, this, and this. I just said, Bishop, well, I'm just telling you like it is. I tell Bishop, you're the spirit on the Lord's day. <laughs> I got to give that to you. He said, come to the pulpit. And, and me and him, someday we, we, we have fought on Sunday now. Oh, yeah, we have had a fight on Sunday. I'm trying to put some money in his pocket and he fighting. I say, Bishop, he talking to somebody. So I try to get him off guard. And I try to put it in the suit coat pocket. Once I got to do it and walk no quick. He couldn't even look uh, to see what had happened. It happened so fast. Yeah, but he gonna, he will tell you the truth. Oh, yes, he will. And if you need a straightening, he'll straighten it. But he's going to straighten you in love through the Spirit of God. He's trying to hurt your feelings. He's trying to get you to go back with Jesus when he comes. He's trying to get spots and wrinkles out of you. So you'll be ready when Jesus comes. We must prepare daily. We know not a day, not an hour when he's returning. And I don't want him to catch me from work undone. I don't want him to catch me uh, talking bad and he done part the sky. I'm full of wrinkles. I'm full of spots. Now, I'm working on getting it out of me. 
so that he can continue to use me, bless me. And when I stand before him, I can hear him say, well done, Brother Anthony, that good and faithful servant. Anthony, come here and sit down. I got a spot for you just over the hill. I seen you praying, Anthony, many days. I saw you struggling with this, that, and the other, Anthony, even with your family. But, Anthony, come on in. This life is over. <laughs> hey, we're changing from mortality to immortality. Huh? We're getting our glorified bodies. We, we don't need to go through no walls. I mean, no doors. We go through the walls. Oh, he got something for us. I'm from the south, I told you. I'm from the country. I like big diamonds, big rubies, big emeralds, big sapphire, big topaz. I like a, a, a lot of gold. Yeah, I'm country, baby. I love that gold. Don't, don't play with it. So when I get there, I want to see all of this big in my crown that he crowned me with. I know that robe going to fit me well. Snow white, whiter than white. Because I've done what he said and more. I went places nobody wanted to go. I did things nobody else would do. I said things in places nobody else was willing to get up and say, but I, my mouth, I couldn't help myself. I stood up and said it. Wasn't ashamed of it and wasn't afraid to say it. He rewarded me. Hallelujah. He's going to show me things I never saw before. See, because I've never been to heaven. That's the name he's going to call me that only he can pronounce. Look at here. Y'all going to make me run through the wall in here. Hallelujah, Jesus, when I get there. But I must prepare. I must walk according to his word. Yeah. Sounds like a fairy tale, don't it? It sounds unreal, but it's real. He's not a lying God. He's not going to say what's not true. That he won't. Hallelujah. Listen, the studio is open. If there's anybody have something uh, they would like to say, please feel free to press that number one and come in this morning. She ran away right quick, but she might come back and um, share with us. So this song says this. I don't know God's gonna do it.
and he's been so good to us. Yeah. If they call me to say something, they'll have to sit me down. So, so we said five minutes. You, you're trying to get 10. Well, if you wait long enough, I'll give you 15, 20. <laughs> you talking about my Lord and Savior. You talking about the one who suffered, hung, bled, died, conquered all, and rose with all power because of me. I, I can't sit back on him like that. He's done too much. Yeah. He has done too much for me. Great and mighty things. Lord, have mercy. I'm telling you some great things. When I was in the wilderness, he was there. And when I needed to get through there a little bit further, he led me on through the wilderness. And when I needed to come completely out, he brought me out of the wilderness. Yeah, it wasn't a pastor or... My brother, my father, my family members, nobody was around but him. And they didn't know the way, only he knew the way. And so he brought me out of there. Oh, look at here. I'm talking about smelling good, looking good. They didn't even know I had been in the wilderness. That's how I come out of there. I'm like Bishop White this morning. I don't look like what I've been through. I don't look like what I've been through. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I'm thankful unto him. We're getting ready for um, Thanksgiving and Christmas celebrations and uh, to celebrate the holidays. And uh, I know y'all preparing as well some because I have to do it early and uh, plan on cooking for Christmas, not Thanksgiving. I'll be out of town. So, I got my ducks in a row, and I want to buy gifts and uh, do different things and uh, go out and celebrate my uh, son and Kissimmee in-laws uh, invited me down there for Thanksgiving. And, you know, I got the world's greatest daughter-in-law now. And she was like, if you come, this, this, and this go on and all that and that. And uh, this girl can cook. I love her cooking. And any time I show up on the scene, she's going to make them special grits for me. Woo! And she'll probably, Sister Naran, she'll probably find, fry me a couple of fish with that. <laughs> with the grits. You want eggs? I think, yeah, I like your fluffy eggs. Okay, well, I'm making eggs. Yeah. And as she doing stuff, you know, I tell her how good it is. Ooh, bring that fish on over here. The fish is Honey, it's only for a queen. Bring that queenly fish up. Look at stuff like that. I'm just egging her on. And then every now and then my son would look at me. And then he might walk past me and whisper, you ain't supposed to be having that fried fish. And then walk fast back. <laughs> These people, they got some challenges down here. But we love one another. I'm not a good daughter-in-law. She came up last Friday. And I was happy to see her. Not her mother, Miss Charlotte. And I brought my grandbaby, Kalina. And uh, we just had a nice little time. And uh, I love her because uh, she showed me love. I know she loved my son. Y'all ain't got that word, but poor baby. And then she, uh, the last time I went down there, I don't drive at night. She wouldn't let nobody drive me back. I'm driving my mother-in-law home. Drove me all the way to the door. Uh, I ain't... Grumbled, didn't complain, none of that. Yeah. 
And so I, I love it, what God has given to me. Yeah, I love it. I love it. And I'm thankful. Um, my niece hit me up to my brain chocolate cake. I was going to bring a pound cake, Sister Mira Ann. She got a, a chocolate cake. Yeah, her husband come out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I want the chocolate cake. I said I was giving you a pound cake. I, I'm going to go ahead, Sister Mary, and bake him a, a chocolate cake. I'm going to bake the yellow cake, you know, the butter cake, and just put the creamy chocolate ice in between it, bro, after that. <laughs> yeah, that's what I would do. So, yeah, we had a good time this morning. I thank God for the word. Uh, and I was looking for Brother Perry over there in the chat room. He had to must he had to work this morning. He didn't come in early. But I thank God for him too, Brother Perry. Yeah, Brother Perry been hanging with me a long time too. Yeah, George West Perry. Yeah. And uh I remember that he prayed for me. I was like, look at this. Yeah, he blessed me real good. I'll never forget that, Brother Perry. Thank God for you, Brother Jermaine. Um he wrote me the other day and told me he was so sorry to hear about Brother Louie and everything. And I told him, you know, but uh, he stay in touch. Yeah. And he said, uh, Sister Barbara, you ain't been on the app for the days because I done caught up all the, you know, podcasts and what no more. I said, Brother May is on this day right here. Hallelujah. Good morning to you, Brother D. Brother D in the house this morning. You know what to do, Brother D. By the time I see that 706, I see that 706, it makes me happy. Yeah, because I know uh, you are right. You know what I'm saying? I know things could be better, but I see that 706, God is blessing me, and uh, I'm thankful unto him. And one morning, he might call in and say something. I don't know. But uh, Brother D been around, how long you been around, D? 13 years, 12 years? Yeah, Brother D is one of the early ones, too. Yeah, follow me from Blog TV over here. Uh-huh. Yeah, Lord. Hey, hey, tell that baby girl and them boys, I said, hey, now, give them, give them little kisses and hugs for me. Yeah, he got some cute children. The little girl is so pretty. Uh-huh. I gave her a dollar one day. <laughs> I know she's running things. He think he running things over there now. Little mama running things over there. I know she is. Yeah. And so it's all right this morning. So good morning to you again, Brother D. Good morning to you, Brother Anthony. And that might be Sister Simone today. Or might be my goddaughter, Laura. You know, they got the same uh, uh, area code, 267. But I, Sister Simone, I think she texted me the other day. I got to call her. Yeah. And Sister Yvonne uh, called me yesterday. I didn't get a chance to call her back. But I did send her a little text. And I apologize. So I tried to call her this morning. Good morning, Miss Sion. I'll be seeing y'all hopefully in a few days. Uh, Ain't nothing to it but for us to run on over there and get a couple of hot dogs. So Dot says I'm good to her, Sion. So I think we can, you know, have a couple of hot dogs and be all right. I like ketchup, mustard, relish, and a few onions on mine. I don't know what y'all like on y'all, but we'll find a hot dog shop. Morning to your sister Irene. God bless you this morning. And I, I thank God for you, sister Irene. I thank God for you. Such a blessing to me. And I thank you for the encouraging texts you send and the little pictures, what you call them, emojis and things. I like all that kind of carrot on. <laughs> God bless you. Good morning to you, Jerry Crowd. God bless you over there. 
praise God for you this morning. <clears throat> I get a chance later on in the day. I get, and uh, it will be all right in Jesus' name. All right, afternoon. You know, I was waiting on you. Now I, I, I gave you plenty of time to get your mind right over there. Uh, how, how are you? <laughs> I'm blessed. Highly favored. Good morning to you, Mr. Barber. Good morning to everybody. First of all, I just want to give God thanks for waking me up this morning. I thank God for life, health, and strength. Keep me my right mind and allow me to see another day never seen before. And I thank God for who he is, tell me what he's doing in me, what he brought me from, and the way he's taking me here. And uh, just, just blessed to be here again another day. And, I just thank him for his goodness, you know, and Amen. thank him for the doors that he opened in my life that he allowed me to go through and the doors that he closed that he don't want me to go through. So, you know, it's a blessing. And, um, as, uh, we didn't, yesterday I gave the uh, temp company where I was working at, at Idaho Power. I gave them my, told them yesterday was going to be my last day. And I talked to the uh, uh, supervisor, the Super supervisor over my team leader, you know, and I let him know. I say I got a position with uh, FedEx, you know, that's permanent. And mm. uh, I told him, I say I just wanted to let y'all know, you know, before I left, you know, and just not leave without saying, that, you know. Mm-hmm. So, um, uh, he he congratulated me and uh, my team leader. He congratulated me and everything. So, um, before I left, uh, he was like, "Well, um, you gonna bring the uh." You know the tag to get in the gate, the tag back in the uh, the vessel, and I like yeah I can bring it back. You know I would like I you know either come back later on in the day, you know sometime during the day or whatnot. So when I got home, I called the temp agency that got me the position out there, and I let him know you know the situation and everything, and he congratulated me and everything and said appreciate it. But if you ever need you know anything else, you know he can come back, and I was like well I appreciate it, thank you. Well, I called the other guy back because the um, guy from the FedEx called me, and he was telling me he wanted me to do a boat route. And that's basically uh, doing big packages for uh, the big businesses and stuff like that, you know, around throughout uh, Boise. And um, I was like, okay, but he was like, oh, we don't have nothing uh, tomorrow, which is the day, you know, he called me Tuesday. And what he was yeah, he was like for Wednesday we ain't had nothing, but he was like oh no for Tuesday we ain't had nothing but come Wednesday that's what he said. So I was like all right, so I called you know the other company back and I was like hey you know I told him what the uh, the guy from FedEx said and I was like if you want me to come in I said if it was all right could I come in and work one more day he was like sure he was like you know you could come so you know I got up this morning and was ready to go and everything so when I got there this morning and got in the door. As soon as I got to the door, I could, you know, I seen him kind of coming, you know, to the thing. So he was like, well, he was like, oh, appreciate you bringing, you know, the stuff back and everything. And oh, he was like, oh, but oh, they already processed everything. And, you know, so you, I guess he was trying to say I ain't no longer in the system. But, you know, God give you discernment. And, you know, I, I just seen, you know, that, he was lying about the situation, but it didn't bother me, you know. But I was in my mind, I'm like, why would you lie about something like that? You know, so simple. But anyway, glory be the guy. You know, they just let me know that ain't where I want needed to be at, and that kind of also, you know, in my spirit, confirmed some things, you know, because I, since I've been there, you know, when they have a meeting in the morning, you know, they kind of talk about certain things that happen 
you know, for as uh, uh, items getting sent to the wrong place or people picking the wrong thing and stuff like that. And I know that do happen, and I can't say that I didn't. It, maybe one time in the beginning mess up, but I just can recall uh, the other day I asked uh, one of the team leaders in the front because I had been doing um, day loads. I would pick the um, tickets, you know, and uh, they had two other temps that was there that was in the front in their section, and uh, they were picking them also, but they would also help you know, the electricians when they come in and the electricians were basically the people that work on the power line. So they was help them. And um, I asked them one morning, I said, Hey, I said, I just wanted to know, you know, was any of them lows, you know, orders that was picked that was wrong. Was, was they mine? And he didn't give me a straight answer. He just said that, uh, you know, that uh, it could have been, and some of them might've been or whatever, but he didn't never give me a for sure answer. And I was like, well, could you show me, you know, and he, didn't ever, you know, uh, suggest that he could or whatnot. So I figured, well, maybe he wasn't talking about me. He was talking about somebody else. But, you know, just I, I say that to say sometimes the Lord will let you know, you know, sometimes people try to work against you, you know what I'm saying? But nevertheless, I know God is with me. He's always been with me. He never leaving, never, never forsake me. And I got favor, and he give me favor everywhere I go, you know, and sometimes – you know, we go places, you know, and that's one reason why we need to pray about where we go at and where we work at and, and let God lead us, you know, because sometimes we can want something and it ain't what God wants. And I don't heard you speak on that plenty of times, Ms. Barbara, so, you know, I'll just let you know that resonated with me and just let me know. But nevertheless, I'm blessed in it and I'm highly favored. And, you know, I don't, you know, the old me, that will bother me. But now, you know, I don't mean... They that bother me, I can look at him and smile, tell him have a nice day, you be blessed and everything, and know that God got something bigger for me. So I just wanted to encourage somebody this morning, or everybody listening, you know, don't worry about what man want to do because man ain't got no control. It's all in God's power this morning and every day of your life. As long as you holding on and focused on him and what he want, you know, for you to do, you know, and you got faith in it and you speak what you want, you know, it's going to come to pass. So, And if it's his word will come to pass regardless. So, you know, I just thank God for that and, you know, knowing that about the goodness of God and what he will and can do, you know, in situations and in, in our lives, you know, as believers. So I hope that bless, you know, the listeners this morning, and God bless y'all, and God bless you, Miss Barbara, and everybody listening this morning. And I just ask y'all just continue to pray my strength in the Lord and, um, uh, uh, for God to continue to move, you know, in our lives and what our steps. Amen. 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 But I know this. Uh, the stability for the job is coming. Don't worry. Do what you do. Yeah. The stability for the job is coming. Don't worry about that. And you might graduate right there at FedEx and keep going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And get Get to the point of where it's a job that you love, that is what they do and what they have you doing, and you just keep going. Never leave there. Yes, never ma'am. have to look for another job, none of that, because God is faithful. And he already knows yes, and he already sees. And I forget uh, where you are. Sometimes I'm thinking, oh, he in Carolina. But now I know you in Boise. <laughs> and... Uh, I probably be trying to have me a good time up there while I'm up there. 
but it might be turning cold right now. Is it cold there? Uh, it, it gets there, but you know, it's kind of, it ain't, it, it's cold, but it ain't cold like you think it'll be cold. Not okay. right now. So it's, it's 36 mm-hmm. out there, but it don't, it don't feel like 36. And I could say that it's like a, a kind of like a, a warm, cool, if you could say, if I could say, you know, but you know, and they let me know when it do get cold in about January, February. That's when you, yeah. <laughs> so she, she let me know it's coming. It ain't hit yet, but it's coming. <laughs> I thank God. Okay, okay. Look here. Sion said just hold on. That's what she wanted to tell you. Just hold on, brother. After that, everything's going to be all right. Yeah, just hold on. Yeah. Look. Thank you. I like that spring weather. Now, that winter, and fall is all right here in Florida, but I basically like the spring. When summer comes, I'm all right, but it's too hot. Winter comes, some mornings it's too cold. Not every morning here, because we have nice weather. Now, it rains, I think that was Saturday, it rained, just sprinkled a little bit for a little while, and it turned cooler. It warms up, and then like the desert. Hot during the day, cold at night. Well, real cool at night. But uh, it's, this weather going to get better, too. Now, we might get some cold days next month. And we might get a day or two this month before the end. And on Christmas, brother Anthony, I have been outside with a T-shirt on and some jeans, thin jeans, not nothing heavy. Yeah, didn't even need no sneakers. Could have wore sandals with that. That's how hot it was. Some people say, well, we going to the beach. I'm like, what? It's Christmas. Yeah, well, we're going to put our toes in the water. <laughs> because it's hot on Christmas Day. Isn't that crazy? Now, when I was in Alaska, now, you weren't going to put your toe nail in the water. Unless you was putting it in your bathtub or your shower. Because it was cold there, buddy. Ooh, I looked up and seen that thing said three degrees. I was like, Lord, what I'm doing here? Yeah, you see, uh, 20 minus. Oh, uh-uh, uh-uh. I'm good over here, fraud, and nice and warm. <laughs> and unless God say different, I'm going to stay right here. I'm going to ride the wheels off it, bro. <laughs> bro, Anthony, yes, nice and warm over here. That's where I want to be. Yeah. So is there anyone else this morning? I got to check on Minister Shonda, too. Yeah, I should have checked on her yesterday. All right, and, and I want to say again, good morning to you too. Again, 904-401. God bless you, baby. God bless you. Yeah. But uh, God is faithful. And he, uh, Paul, see, he taught me a lot of things. Whatever state you're in, be content. Be content. Now, Anthony, you might go from job to job, but eventually God going to move you into stability. Uh-huh. When I was on that road traveling, I... Every two years, I was moving, look like, every year I was, and I prayed the prayer one day. I said, Lord, would you give me stability and put me in a place where I can get, do your will? And he did just that. Yeah. Because I was getting older, you know, and I wanted to come off the road some. And sometimes being on the road, all the pastors are not kind people. I'm just telling the truth. Mm-hmm. And some of them, if you don't give them what they want, you don't prophesy what they want, 
They'll get mad with you. I had a, a, a tutor tell me, you came and gave everybody a word but us. I gave, I gave my word to give y'all before I got there. They had no attention, you see? Yeah. So we pray that Lord keep us walking in the spirit and not in the natural. Yeah, them, them northern people, now, I don't know why we get along so well or not, but we get along real well. Matter of fact, I need to tell you that Sarah, Apostle Sarah Duncan today, I ain't heard from her in a minute. And um, let her come through one morning. She, I ain't heard what she had up or was doing. I think the last time I talked to her, she was at the school. And uh, a powerful woman of God right there. And when I was up there, she took me from... Jersey to New York, and I met another prophetess, and then we all got to go out and eat. And I remember going to the Italian restaurant, and I didn't know the man was the owner. I thought he was a waiter. And I used me to prophesy to him. He looked at me. Oh, he got so excited. He gave me a free meal. Uh huh. Everything I I ordered was free. I said, Well, look at God moving in New Jersey. I'm happy. Oh, yeah. And then I went up to, up to see uh, Bishop and uh, Evangelist uh, Scott. And then Apostle Boatwright came over to the service. Yeah, I got to meet Apostle Boatwright in person. Uh-huh. She came over to the service and everything. I took in a line. And, uh, and she's been coming ever since. Just in the morning. And uh, I love that Claudia Boatwright. Yes, I do. And I still got my my program, I'm going to put it uh, with the rest of my stuff. Her mom went home to be with the Lord. Beautiful woman. Beautiful woman of God. A mom. And a powerful too. Powerful woman of God. And so uh, she went home to be with the Lord and Apostle right sent me the, the program. And uh, you tell my beautiful. Oh, that thing was beautiful. And uh, it is beautiful because she, you know, I got it. And so we thank God for that. I'm praying that they send me a confirmation. They say they ship Louis flowers. And I'm like, ship them? I thought y'all was right there in Ocala. So they sent me a confirmation that they didn't ship. So as soon as they deliver them, then they'll let me know they've been delivered. And uh, I'll be all right. Yeah. So I don't, I don't want to talk about Louis too much every morning, but every now and then I have to do something because we sent the flowers. And then he did man that chat room for 14 years. So when I look over there and I just see, you know, the chat room sitting, uh, it, it's kind of strange. You know, it's kind of strange. But God knows what's best today. And I do miss him. Yes, I do miss that boy right there. Ooh, that Louie. But uh, I thank God for our time together. Thank God for uh, blessing us to become brothers and sisters in Christ. And uh, he manned that chat room 14 years, y'all. Ooh, faithfully. The only way Louis wasn't here, I wasn't here. Yeah. And so I thank God this morning. And we're moving right along. And uh, no one else <clears throat> have something they would like to say. I will pray us out this morning. And we pray, Lord, bring us back tomorrow morning, 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, for another episode of Jesus in the Morning. Hey, see you on there, I said God bless him today. God bless him. Yeah. And uh, it's all right in Jesus' name. Let me make sure. All right. Let me see. Since you had something else you wanted to say, 
904401. Yes, yes, ma'am. I just wanted you all to continue to be in agreement with me on this on this, on my journey with the Lord, as well as a, a financial breakthrough. Okay. I'm God for a financial breakthrough. Okay. All right. We got you. But look, let, me tell, you let me tell you something. Can you get $3? Three $1 bills. Yes, and ma'am. You, okay. And I want you to put that in a ministry that you believe in. Whatever ministry it is, plant them $3. And then I want you to go to Proverbs 3, 5 through 7, and just stay right there in the book. It says this, trust in the Lord with all thy heart, and lean not to thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy path. Be not wise in thine own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart mm-hmm. from evil. Look, plant them $3 and, and seed to come back. And I believe God gonna multiply it quickly unto you. Yeah, just three. You say plant the three dollars into a ministry. Yeah, into a ministry that you believe that you know God is moving in, or or you seen God bless you, or whatever your church or wherever it's at. Yeah, just plant three one dollar. Okay, just plant them three one dollar bills and tell the pastor. Pastor, I was told to plant these three one dollar bills over here. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it's okay, already thank all, you. Yeah, it's already all right this morning in Jesus' name. Proverbs chapter three, verses five through seven. Don't let that go. Stay right there. Stay right there. Yeah, because you trust in him. Yeah, with all your heart. And you you're not leaning to your own understanding because you're not knowing where it's coming from, but he's gonna do it for you. Yeah. In Jesus' name. All right. We're gonna pray out and go to our mm-hmm. last song this morning. And uh, after the last song, I won't be coming back today. Let's pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for all that has been said and done. Thank you for the sisters coming to give a testimony. Thank you for Brother Anthony's testimony. And God, you know what's best today. We ask that God, you would move for this sister. She's requesting of you a financial breakthrough. And God, I ask that you would let the numbers, the zeros behind the number be three. If it be your will, for God, she's planting $3 seed unto you. Do it today in the name of Jesus. For, Father, the earth is yours. You know where it's at. The fullness thereof, the world, and they that dwell therein. You know where to bring it to her from. Lord, she don't have to go look. I believe you're going to bring it to her. We are asking that you would bring it to her in the name of Jesus. If it be your will, move today, Father, to show her. Oh, we thank you right now. Hallelujah. Father, bless Brother Anthony. And Lord, as he go to FedEx, Lord, don't let it be part-time. Don't let it be sometime. But God, let it be every day. And Lord, I ask in the name of Jesus that you would give him comfort in the position and give him stability. Lord, let it be a position that he can do and he will enjoy doing it. In the name of Jesus. I pray for us this morning. God, you will move upon her heart, touch and bless her today and her family. In the name of Jesus, oh, we thank you, Lord. We give you glory, honor, and praise. And, Father, bless every call and every listener, those coming through the archives, the podcast. Lord, move in a mighty way today for these, your people. Lord, you know what each of us stand in the need of. Those that need healing today, God, heal their bodies. It's you that heal all manner of sickness and disease. There's nothing too hard for you to do. Do it today, God. 
in the name of Jesus, if it be your will. And Father, as we depart, bless our going out, bless our coming in, and meet the need in our lives according to your riches and glory by your son, Christ Jesus. Father, we ask that all this morning again in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Father, we thank you for hearing. We thank you for answering us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. May the Lord watch between me and thee while we're absent one from another in the name of Jesus. Go today in love and peace. Share the good news of Jesus and give someone something of quality. God loves a cheerful giver. Have a blessed day. I speak the blessings of Almighty God upon you today, November the 14th, 2023, in Jesus' name. So at this time, I'm going to say bye-bye, and we're going to our last song of the morning. Again, have a blessed day. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you.
song in the belly of the whale, Daniel in the line. I'm going to sing one day, y'all. God called things 